0: Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews.
1: Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology, I am teaching my co-host and little sister, Sarah Matthews, biology A-level topic by topic to hopefully provide you, our lovely listeners, with an audio revision resource.
0: Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey. Dip in and out, listen to the episodes on your weaker topics, or use us as your audio biology bible. Whatever need us for, we're here. Okay, episode 62.
1: So we've done respiration, we're going to move away from that whole area now and move on to a completely different area mm-hmm. to break it up a bit and mix it up a little bit. So we're looking at a little section on responses for survival. So it's about sort of coordinating your response and being able to survive, to react to stimuluses around you, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And we're going to start off with an episode on taxes and kinesis. You won't, I imagine, know what that means straight up.
0: I know what taxes are.
1: (laughs) It's not financial taxes. Okay, I do not know then. (laughs) So we're going to look at organisms increase their chance of survival by responding to changes in their environment. Okay. Taxis and kinesis are simple responses that can maintain a mobile organism in a favourable environment. Survival of organisms relies on them being able to respond to the stimuli in their environment. This helps them to stay in a favourable condition, find food and avoid being eaten. Just going back to sort of GCSE and nervous system, do you remember anything about the nervous system at GCSE? I've got no idea. Okay. When we talk about a stimulus... We are talking about a change around you might be an internal change, might be an external change, but it's a change that you need to respond to in order to be okay, be Mm -hmm. healthy, whatever. Simple changes, simple stimuluses might be a loud noise, a temperature change, a light, those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Someone brings you food. You respond to that. It's a stimulus. Do you know what I mean? Your body responds Sometimes without Ooh, you even cool. realising, like your your mouth starts watering and you know right. that sort of thing. So changes to your environment tend to be sounds, light, temperature changes, some form of pressure
0: on your skin, so touch, pressure, pain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Oh, it's like when you're poorly and all your body hurts, and even when you touch your skin, it hurts. You're like, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: and then chemical stimuli like tastes and smells. Mm-hmm. Right. They are all of the different stimuli that our body has to respond to we as humans have very 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 complex nervous system that allows us to do that we have receptors in our sense organs that allow us to respond to all those five things and stay alive and be okay where are they what are our sense organs
0: taste smell touch
1: so they're the stimuli where are the parts on your body where you can detect those changes? mouth tongue so tongue
0: nose nose Ears. Nostrils, nostrils, <laughs> ears, ears, e s, eyes, eyes, and fingers, skin. Not just
1: yeah, skin. Yeah, we have all those places that respond to those changes. What will happen if there is a change? So, like, you're responding to my voice, which means that your ears and your eyes are detecting my voice. That's sending an electrical impulse down various neurons. To your brain, then that sends a message down to your face to say, "Oh, look like you're listening. (laughs) Look like Um, you're listening. (laughs) Respond to her. Answer her question. (laughs) Look at the diagram in like you're really focusing on it. That sort of thing. Look back at her. There's no diagram for this episode. Go. Mm. You know that sort Mm. of thing. Okay, so that's what allows that to do that and I won't go into the detail of what that is because we don't need it for this episode (laughs) (laughs) Uh, if you could see her now so that's ours and then you can also have a hormonal response to changes in your body as well so like if you're yeah Marby if your blood sugar goes up your body can detect that change and Release a hormone to deal with it, and so on. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like there are internal changes that can insulin you need to respond to insulin. Exactly. So we're quite complex organisms. We have that nervous system that helps us, and it's kind of one of those things where you either have a conscious reaction. So you're consciously reacting to me right now. You picked up a glass and had a drink because you wanted to. We also have reflexes which are unconscious. Reactions. So if there was a loud noise, we would jump and look and be scared. We would be scared. If something touched us or there was a hot thing on our skin or something like that, we would move away automatically because we're trying to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we also have an inbuilt reflex as a protection of our body. Obviously, going back to our ancestors, when they had to survive, we don't have that same life. Mm -hmm. Whereas
0: (laughs) <laughs> that was my fight or flight i was flighting <laughs> that was so weird
1: what just happened oh my god as if someone's listening as if there was an actual like. okay in the cupboard under the stairs the toolbox just moved by itself like shifted by itself and it literally made us jump so we both reacted to it in a reflex way yeah so yeah that is literally like a real life
0: example of that and if there's anybody here no i'm not going to (laughs) just in case
1: (laughs) (laughs) if there's anybody here did you learn any biology recently (laughs) have you been learning biology in your afterlife (laughs) (laughs) what you just said there fight or flight that that is exactly it you either run away or you fight it listen back
0: to this there was a demonic voice (laughs) I'm going to cry I can't listen back to this now
1: (laughs) (laughs) no editing just (laughs) getting it raw you're getting this one raw guys gonna get all the ums anyway, as mm,
0: let's mm. go back to the, okay okay the okay does that make sense does that make sense, does that make sense? <laughs> nothing makes sense anymore
1: no anyway so um fight or flight is exactly what you just said when that toolbox moved that was your fight or flight mm-hmm. that is the inbuilt thing like
0: when have. i was at that horror escape game
1: yes and mm-hmm. you ran I scared. yeah not all organisms have the nervous system that we have so they don't have eyes and ears, and they Mouth don't, they can't knows. do all those things. Mouth and nose, that's right. <laughs> Head, Head, shoulders, shoulders knees, knees, and toes, knees, and toes, knees and toes, knees and toes. But they are mobile, and they have these very simple responses called either a taxis or a kinesis that can help them to survive in a very simple way. So we're talking about unicellular organisms, so cells that are just one cell, bacteria. Not quite because they're not quite complex enough we're talking about more like sort of amoebas, euglena which are like a single cell organism and and then small insects like wood lice, all the sorts of things that you will get exam questions on and see in the textbook would be things like maggots wood lice uh. flatworm, very small things that they're not very complex mm-hmm. kinesis i'll start with kinesis kinesis is a non directional response to a stimulus. Now remember the word stimulus means a change so maybe a light change, a temperature change, a sound. The sort of things that flapworms would respond to would be light or heat or how much moisture there is, that sort of thing. When we say non-directional it means the organism has absolutely no clue where the favourable condition is it's going to move until it finds it. Say you've got a flatworm, they like a dark environment. They live under stuff. You know, like if you've got like a fallen tree and you've got a big log lying on the the woodland floor, if you lift it, you'll find lots of insects that like damp, dark conditions because that's the best place for them. If you move that log, all those insects will suddenly start scurrying as fast as it can because there's light and they don't like it. The organisms that, don't move immediately to the dark again and they're just straight lines straight to the light or straight to the dark sorry they're going to be doing a kinesis which they're going to be doing kinesis which means that they're just going to move randomly
0: until they find until they they
1: find the condition that they like so flatworms have a light they are slightly light sensitive so they know when there's light and then they just move very very quickly but randomly to try and find the dark again And they tend to, the speed at which they move tends to be due to the intensity of the light or dark. So the darker their environment, the slower they move. The lighter their environment, the quicker they're moving, but randomly to find the dark. The reason for that is because they recognise the dark as their most favourable condition. Because if they're in the dark, they're not going to be found by predators. It's probably where their food source is. And they're going to be okay. Mm -hmm. They're not going to be stressed. And that like I said, they don't know where the shade is, but they're gonna move till they find it. Whereas taxis is a directional response. It's an organism that has just a little bit more reception of what's going on around it. And if you take away the environment that they find favourable, they will move to the area that it is. An example that I found for this was a single celled organism called Euglena. Now euglena are a strange organism because they are single-celled. They're not a plant, but they photosynthesize. So they contain chloroplasts in order to absorb light. The most favourable condition for them would be a light condition.
0: That's an alien.
1: And they have a light-sensitive spot that allows them to detect light and move towards the light, so that they can absorb the light for photosynthesis. And that will keep them going and keep them going if they can make their own food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Euglena are aliens. Yeah, little aliens. What's also good about them is they, like bacteria cells, they have flagella so they can move towards the light. All those things all those things work together to allow them to survive. If there's light, they will move directly to that light because they know that's where they need to be. They're not going to move randomly until they're in the light. They can detect the light nearby and move to it it's a little bit like that with maggots like um
0: maggots are horrible
1: a couple of years ago about three or four years ago when it was really 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 hot there was like no rain for a long time all the green grass was brown that was great i
0: had a great summer
1: so we had this issue with our food bin in the kitchen so my husband didn't empty the food bin
0: Mm. the little pot and obviously
1: flies got into the food bin laid their eggs maggots started to hatch like, so oh God, baby maggot, when performed. so off he went to work one day, and it was obviously the summer holiday, so I wasn't working, I went into the kitchen, probably disposed of my breakfast in the food bin, went back about ten minutes later. There was maggots all over my kitchen floor. Mm. it was horrible, and I literally walked into the kitchen and was like, "What's all this rice on the floor <laughs> <laughs> and then. <laughs> realised it was moving <laughs> and was like, oh my God, like totally freaked out. Like you wouldn't believe. But they were literally crawling as fast as they could for the cupboard under the stairs, under the kickboards, under the cupboards. To try
0: and get To away, get away control. from the light. Yeah. As fast I've got as they could. i
1: story. Let me finish. So for weeks and weeks afterwards, we were finding the leftover maggot black because they you know they they that's the pupa it turns into flies mm-hmm. so there'd be like more flies in my those with like loads of flies in the kitchen flies flying out from underneath like the kickboards and stuff because right. there was still maggots under yeah. there oh my god i disinfected that kitchen every single day like it was difficult to know that you'd got all of them yeah because they'd all headed for underneath stuff yeah. as fast as they could in a taxis carry on
0: one time maybe like um 10 years ago Aidan, that's our brother He took me and Maisie to go fishing. So, like, we'd never been fishing before and it wasn't necessarily anything we would ever want to do, but he was like, I'm going fishing so you guys come. And we were like, oh, okay," because I'll spend some time with him because he's never really at home. Yeah. So we said, yeah, we'll go fishing anyway. So he went Mm -hmm. to the fishing shop and he got some stuff. And we went to this place where he was fishing and we sat down and then he pulls out this little tub and it's full of maggots and they're all, like, squirreling around inside the, the box. And he was like, put your hand in. And I was like, no, no, nah, mate, I'm not putting my hand in. He's like, put your hand in now. And I was like, no. And he grabbed my hand and he shoved it right in the maggots. And they were all hot and rank. They were like all warm. It was disgusting. Oh, they were screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was like holding my hands in the maggots. And then he let go and he got Maisie's hand and he put her hands in the maggots and he tortured us. Why did he do that?
1: Because like, what nasty. was the purpose? just wanted
0: to be nasty to us. And then we did fishing. <laughs>
1: and the maggots were like the bait <laughs> yeah that is so disgusting we didn't
0: really use many maggots though we used these little pink balls after that it was fine the, the fishing was fine
1: after the, torture, the yeah, initial torch,
0: after the initial torture and we got past passed it was fine
1: <sighs> maggots man they're so disgusting mm. oh, oh I just that makes me feel sick and then I I refuse to this day to put food in the food bin I know it's not great but I just don't I can't use the food bin What we just talked about there—they're displaying a phototaxis, so a light taxis, direction towards light. You can get chemotaxis, which is some bacteria show a type of taxis where they move towards where there is more glucose, so that they can absorb the glucose to use the glucose for energy. I was going to say carry out respiration, but they don't have mitochondria, so mm-hmm. so everything about this is about staying alive.
0: That's it.
1: That is taxis
0: and oh, kinesis. Okay. I like
1: that. Yeah, it's good. So, should we do some questions? Yes. Right, you need the resource for this. Okay, so each question that we're going to go through now has a diagram that you need to look at on teachmescience.co.uk for episode 62. 2 Let's start with the first one. So, question one there's a diagram and a little bit of information. Sarah, do you want to just read the information? Yes.
0: Question 1. The human body louse is an insect which lives and feeds on the, s- <laughs> on the surface of the skin. A louse was placed in a chamber, half of which was kept at 35 degrees Celsius and half at 30 degrees Celsius. The diagram shows the pattern of movement of the louse.
1: Okay, so what we call this is a choice chamber. So a choice chamber is a container that you're going to put a small organism into, but different parts of the container have a different environment. So in this one, this choice chamber has a 35 degree side and a 30 degree side. And you put the organism right in the middle or you put it in the non-favorable, as long as you put them all in the same place. It's fair. And then you basically, what they've done is they've traced How the louse moved. And the diagram shows how the louse moved around the choice chamber. The first question to come with this diagram. Name the type of behavioural response shown by the body louse in this investigation and give evidence for your answer. So do you think this is showing kinesis, which is the non-directional, or taxis, which is the directional? Well, the
0: question is, does this louse like the, the colder or the hotter?
1: Well, it's a body louse, so, so it probably
0: looks, be it, a bit hotter.
1: It would want the 35 degree yeah. rather than the 30 degree because well, it lives I, on the human skin.
0: It was put in the 35 degree, spent most of its time in the 35 degree and obviously died in the 35 degree as well. So it meant spent most of its time in the 35 degree.
1: Right. Okay, good. So you think it is. Do the movements look random or directional?
0: Directional, I think, just because it spent most time in the hotter area.
1: It's actually, well, it was placed in there,
0: Mm. wasn't it? So it's not that.
1: It's not that. It's kinesis. Okay. So this is a kinesis. And the reason being, you can see that the movements are very random. Yeah. Yeah? And not just that, but it spends more time in the 35 degree, like you said. Mm -hmm. You said that a couple of times now. There's more turning at 35. The fact that it's turning shows that it's random. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just going to keep randomly moving. Because you don't know how fast it's moving. So you can't, it's hard to tell. But the fact that it's turning constantly, pretty much all the time. Yeah. And then it goes into the 30 and then comes back into the 35. But it's still randomly turning all the time. Yeah. shows that it's kinesis. So the second part of this question, Suggested explain one advantage of this behaviour to the human body louse. Two marks. Now, you've repeatedly said it's staying in the warmer area for longer.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So that's one of the marks. But why do you think it's doing that?
0: Because it likes it better.
1: Why does it like it better in terms of its survival? What does 35 degrees represent to it rather than 30? Human skin. Human skin, which is its... Home. Home, yeah, which is where its food is. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it recognises 35 degrees as being the place where it can find food. Or it recognises 35 degrees as being closer to a human body, therefore that's my host, that's mine, that's, yeah. where, I, that's where I am.
0: Mm-hmm. Is that all right? Yes.
1: Right, question two. Do you want to just read the information?
0: A flatworm is a simple, soft-bodied animal. The diagram shows the movements of an aquatic flatworm in light and in shade. The path, followed by the flatworm over a period of three minutes, was traced over the side of a tank.
1: So again, question two a because of the first question related to this, name the type of behavior shown. Give a reason for
0: your answer. Well, I mean it could be either because there's no it's not actually moving into an area of shade because it can't because it's in the light. Mm-hmm. so how can I say whether or not it is either because it could just be moving like that? and any uh, is it taxis <laughs> it,
1: it's kinesis again <laughs> just
0: guessing no i appreciate that it's
1: not it's not it's not showing something moving from one side to the other yeah but what you can see is in an area where less
0: movement in the shade it less movement in the shade
1: yeah so when it's in an environment that it thinks is favorable to it it's not moving as much mm-hmm. it's not turning as much it's happier yeah whereas when it's in the light, it's moving quite randomly. Like you can see, it's just going up, down, round, up, down, round.
0: Yeah, looking for... Looking
1: shades. for some shade, yeah. And again, suggest one advantage of this behaviour shown in the diagram. Why do you think it's trying to... Because
0: it's looking for shade?
1: What, why? What's because good about it the shade? Because lives in the
0: shade. It why? Because it has its food there.
1: might be that's where its food is. It might be that so it recognises shade as being there? food, or safety. cooler, probably wetter, safety from predators. Exactly. Yeah. All those answers. Good. Well done. Right. Question three. It's really quite a bit of text going on here.
0: OK. A biologist investigated the behaviour of a species of worm that lives in soil. He cultured three samples of worms in three separate trays of soil for many days. Each culture contained a foot of food supply I contained a foot <laughs> contained food supply <laughs> was kept at a different temperature the temperature of the cultures was 17 20 and 23 degrees celsius the biologists then removed the food from the trays for several hours Then he transferred each sample of worms onto a glass surface where there was no food. Each surface had a temperature gradient across it. After one hour, the biologist recorded the position of each worm. The figure below shows his results. On each diagram, X marks where he released the worms onto the glass surface.
1: Okay, so you've got three different glass surfaces, three different worms that were cultured in three different temperatures. So the Mm -hmm. first one, they were cultured at 17 the second one, they were cultured at, was it 20? 20, yeah. And then the third one, they were cultured they were at 23. The glass that he placed them on had different temperatures across. So it's a mm-hmm. gradient of temperatures. Yeah. 17 at one end and then hotter at the other side, 25. It looks the,
0: like, so they've just moved to what they're used to. They've
1: moved to what they're used to. The biologist concluded that the worm's behaviour demonstrated taxis.
0: Yeah.
1: How do these results support that conclusion? You said it already. They've moved, moved to the temperature to, yeah. they were used to. Because taxis is a directional response to a stimulus. Yeah. So they were placed in the middle. So they were all placed to 20 degrees, no matter where they were cultured. Mm-hmm. And every worm has moved directly to the temperature that it was cultured in. Yeah. Because it recognises that as being where the food is.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If it was kinesis...
0: They would have been travelling all over.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If it was kinesis, there'd be worms all over it. You wouldn't see any pattern, really. You might see more at that temperature where they were cultured than uh, than
0: because they found
1: than it. anywhere else because it. they found it and stayed there. But you would also see worms on the other side, and so on. Yeah, there's no worms where they sh- weren't cultured, and that shows that it is a taxis. Yeah, yeah. well done, excellent. Right, shall we do the roundup? Shall we yeah. do the roundup? We are... Kinesis and taxis are responses that can help small mobile organisms to stay in a favourable condition to support their survival. These organisms do not have a complex nervous system that allows them to respond quickly to a stimulus or a change in their environment, but these responses can help them. Kinesis is a non-directional response to a stimulus. The organism will move randomly, the speed of which depending on the intensity of the factor, e.g. light or temperature. When the organism arrives at the more favourable condition, the movement will become slower. Taxis is a directional response to a stimulus. The organism moves directly towards or away from that stimulus.
0: There we go. Leave it at that. So, any takeaways? My takeaways are... Taxis is the one where they... It's a directional... They're a bit smarter. Yeah. And they... Know what they're doing, yeah. More of us, whether the kinesis one is like they move randomly and just hope for the best,
1: yes. They're a bit more blundery, yeah. They're kind of blundering about until they
0: find where they yeah. need to be, yeah. We as humans have got a more nervous system that's much better, so we don't do this,
1: yeah, exactly.
0: And my third one is there could be a ghost in here, yeah. There could be, there could be a ghost in there here, could be
1: a ghost in here. Who you gonna call? So the wider reading is the man who mistook his wife for a hat, stories of a doctor who's a neurologist. He, he just tells stories of the different patients that he's met over time, and the different neurological problems that they had and things like that. So it's it's worth reading if particularly you're thinking of going into medical school. It just gives you a little bit of something to read. It's a, it's a bit lighter than say like you know a full-on book about the mitochondria it's not as specific as like one area of biology that you can read around a specific area it's very much sort of more giving you some insight into the life of a neurologist and the cases that they've come across and that sort of thing Mm -hmm. so give that a read
0: if you'd like to contact us you can go to teachmescience.co.uk it's got all our resources and all our episodes and anything really you're looking for is probably on our website. You can drop us an email at teachmebiologycast@gmail.com. at gmail dot com. You can also find us on Twitter, that is at teachmebiocast, and on Instagram at at teachmebiologycast. And if you so wanted to, you could buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology but it's also on the website. You can find it on there. Yeah. Support us. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, all links on there. If you want to get in touch, if you have any questions, if you have any... Um, stories about maggots. Stories about maggots. Well, where was I? Oh, any ghost stories. Great revision. Oh, my God. I'm not turning into a ghost pod. <laughs> um great revision that you've done that you want to share we can share pictures of any great work you're doing as you're going back to school now anything creative that you're doing in class that you want to share with us we can share it revision tips revision resources that you've made you want to share we can share it for people It helps people to know what to do but any queries any anything mm-hmm. we'll get back to you
0: sound was that a bell yeah that was well different sounding bell this week I oh, really?
1: <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> know you haven't put it in yet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we haven't missed a single week, maybe possibly last week, who knows? We've done it all every week of the, after some holidays we haven't missed a single week. All for you guys because we know how much you appreciate.
1: By the way, I did actually follow you on the
0: I followed me. I followed me. No Did you I... unfollow me? No, I followed you. I went on there and
1: followed me. <laughs> but it came up today following me back. Yeah, so
0: I went on there and followed me. Oh, okay,
1: let me just double check.
0: So I just followed myself on the Teach Me Biology Twitter.
1: Yeah, following.
0: Now the Teach Me Biology Twitter is actually following me, the creator. Thank God. The actual creator, guys. Thank God. My name is Saza Matz. And I'm Ria Corbett. This and has me, been me um, Teach Me Biology podcast. It has. And, I mean, probably you'll hear us next week. Who knows? <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.